Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to an episode of Living Light Outdoors. On the mic with you uh, once again from the recliner. We're still uh, in recovery mode, so you'll just have to bear with me for a while. And you know, I, I realize that a lot of the messages I'm doing post surgery that weren't pre-recorded uh, have little lacked for some 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 zip and some zing. I I got to tell you that has taken a lot out of me, a lot more maybe than I thought, even mentally. Um, I'm really I've had some struggles. I've just had some thoughts that I, I can't seem to get them into wordage like I want them to come out of me. I can think it, and I know what I want to say, but but I met, I'm having a hard time sometimes getting the words to come out of me the way I want them to come out. So I've been talking a little bit about that and, and sharing a little bit about that with some others that are praying for me. Uh, physically, man, I'm doing all right. God's done some miraculous stuff. Um, I've got, I'm sore. I'm, I hurt. I've got some pains, but... Uh, it appears that the surgery was effective uh, and has done what it was supposed to do. Now I've just got to get through this time of recovery. I've got a monstrous scar on my back. Um, even our nurses talked like she was really surprised at how big an incision I had. She said usually they're only, you know, two or three inches by her indication, and mine is um, upwards of, of over six possibly you know nearing seven inches of, of incision uh, so that's that's pretty impressive it's <laughs> and, it, and it has definitely had its um had its way with me that's for sure uh, we're, we're working through it Rhonda's a trooper she is she is such a strong woman she has been right in the midst of this uh, fighting through this with me helping me as everything she possibly can trying to make everything as easy as possible on me well, I know that she struggles as well with her own issues. So just continue to pray with us as we journey through this together. Uh, we'll see the doc again in a week or so, and he'll give me uh, his report from there. Uh, it kind of looks like I'll be down and out for a couple of months uh, trying to regain my strength and composure and balance and all kinds of things. But that has definitely had an effect on me. So, But it also gives me lots of time to think and a lot of time to study. I've been in the Word. I've been, today just seems to be a very interesting day. I've spent a good portion of today just listening to worship. Um, Rhonda's been fussing in the kitchen, preparing some stuff and some Christmas goodies that she was trying to put together. And so I've spent my time in my recliner uh, in front of the TV and I've had some worship playing. And this one song that just, just roared so loudly today, and I know that may sound like a pun, but um, it, it's the Lion of Judah out of Elevation Worship, and I actually posted it on my Facebook page earlier today because it just, it's it it hit home with me today, and uh, and it's it but it's all of these things or elements are coming together as a focal point that I think God is pressing us all to, to understand holiness, to understand His desire for us to become holy people. He called us to be holy because He is holy. Uh, that's scriptural. But I believe that we are at a time that we're seeing some things begin to unravel around us, that, that there's an urgency. We keep talking about that as well. I've preached a little bit about some urgency. There's an urgency in the air. There's there's just a sound of urgency around us that, that our time is short, and it's, our, and it's our time. It's our time to stand and, and fight the good fight, to be who God's called us and created us to be in, a, in a, such a chaotic time that we're in, in such a chaotic world that we're in speaking the truth to whomever we possibly can. So I, I, I put together a message today in, in some of my studies. I've ran across some material that I'm going to spend some time with all, here. I may, may consider this a little bit of a series for a little bit. 
I usually do that on Wednesday nights, but our, our study time. But I just feel it imperative that we really get a grip on this holiness issue. So I, I'm going to start with a message called a, a Call to be Holy. So if you will go with me to 1 Peter chapter 1, we're going to look at verse 13 through 16 in the Amplified Version. It says, 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning with verse 13, says, So prepare your minds for action. Be completely sober in spirit, steadfast, self-disciplined, spiritually and morally alert. That's quite a call right there, that we are to prepare our minds for action. We're to be ready, in our, even in our minds, not just physically, but mentally, steadfast, self-disciplined, spiritually and morally alert. It goes on to say, fix your hope completely on the grace of God that is coming to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. Live as obedient children of God. Do not be conformed to the evil desires which governed you in your, in your ignorance before you knew the requirements and the transforming power of the good news regarding salvation. Be like the Holy One who called you. Be holy yourselves in all your conduct. Be set apart for the world by your godly character and moral courage. Because it is written, you shall be holy, set apart, for I am holy. God is holy. I mean, he, he's the, the epitome of holiness. So before we attempt to discover what it means to be holy, let's recognize where this comes from. Where does holiness come from? God in his nature is holy. There is no other one like him, no other God, and nothing comes close to who he is. He is above all things, and he is where all holiness comes from. So what is holy? The Hebrew word for holy means separate or set apart. God is set apart. He is separate from sin, separate from darkness. He is separate from humanity. When we say that God is holy, we are speaking of the perfection and purity of God himself. He is not stained by sin and evil, but he is perfect in every way. This means that God is good all the time. A preacher likes to say that God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. He never stops being good or doing good. Everything he says is and does is perfect. This is who he is. But to understand holiness, it's important to understand sin. The original word for sin is derived from an old archery term, meaning to miss the mark. So every time we sin, we fall short or we miss the mark of God's perfect, pure, and holy plan for our lives. God is so holy that he cannot coexist with sin. In the same way that light cannot coexist with darkness, God cannot exist with sin. Sin stains what is pure, and it diminishes what is holy. Consider this with me. Let's, let's say that you just bought yourself a fresh pair of all-white Nikes. Now, now, this really brings me to, to a memory because my son, many of you know my son, Chris, he, he did just that. I wasn't going to buy them for him. That joke was 100 bucks for a pair of tennis shoes. I thought that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Walmart's got tennis shoes for $39.99, but he wouldn't wear Walmart tennis shoes. He needed these white, I'm talking snow white Nikes. I mean, at the time he bought these, we were living in Colorado, but we're from Oklahoma. You put anything white on the ground in Oklahoma, it's going to have a red stain on it in a short amount of time. Well, out there, it really wasn't a whole lot of different. But let's just say, for instance, just like my son, you go out and you buy yourself this fresh pair of 
just pure white Nikes. Excitement fills the room just by opening the box and a beam of light shining out of the box and filling the entire room, this glory coming from this box, right? These white tennis shoes. And when you first got the shoes, maybe you don't wear them very often. Likely you will rarely wear them because you don't want to get them dirty. Maybe you only walked on floorboard or carpets and footpaths to protect the shoes at all costs. I remember Chris cleaning his shoes constantly. He was so careful with them. I mean, he, he, would, he would take another pair of shoes uh, or wear a pair of shoes from the home and he wouldn't put his white Nikes on until he got to school. You know, that way he protected them. He wouldn't get them muddy, wouldn't get them dirty, wouldn't get a stain on them. And he was constantly always cleaning on his shoes. Never tennis shoes, but you know how that is. So, he, but he did, he kind of the same way. He, he, he wore them, but he wore them selectively. Maybe you only walked on, on this carpet to keep yours clean as well. Well, over time, shoes get dirty. Grass stains, rain, dust, and dirt all, all begin to find its way to these perfectly white shoes. And before you know it, what had been this special occasion shoe has now become the everyday shoe, and the value of the shoe has changed. This is really a beautiful picture of what sin does. It changes the original design, and it devalues whatever it touches. But this leads us to the greatest mystery that exists in faith, that a holy God wants to be in relationship with an unholy people. Despite our brokenness, our imperfections, our flaws, God's primary desire is a relationship with you. So how can a perfect God be in relationship with imperfect people? Jesus. Jesus was the answer. Jesus was the answer to a broken and stained world. When Jesus died on the cross for the world, he, he, he who knew no sin, yet he became sin. And by defeating sin and death through his resurrection, Jesus broke the hold of sin in our lives. So in other words, Jesus cleared the stain. He was the perfect sacrifice, sinless and stain-free. And he took our place. So every time God looks at us, he doesn't see our sin stain. He sees his son. So, so here's the main point. We aren't holy because of what we've done. We are holy because of what he has done for us. There is nothing we can say. There's nothing we can do. And there's nothing that we could have done that can make us holy. It is God who sets us apart. It is God who gives us purpose. And it is God who makes us holy. And, and this is only possible because holy is who he is. Have you ever considered asking yourself maybe a question something like this? Is there any sin in my life that I can surrender to God in order to begin to live holy? Now, I know that I'm talking mostly to what I would consider followers of Christ, people who call themselves Christians. As the general audience, I know that there may be some in here you've never given your life to the Christ. Maybe this is the first time hearing a message like this. But is there sin in your life that, that, you, that you honestly can say, yeah, I know that one's there. Maybe you've kept it hidden. Maybe, maybe no one else knows you've got this, high, this hidden sin, this secret sin in your life. But listen, God already knows. He knows everything. You can't hide anything from him. So if there's any sin that you might have hidden in your life, that secret closet where you know, no one else can see into, you've never invited anyone else there. No one else knows 
about these little pockets of sin that we surrender or we hide. Have you ever considered completely surrendering those to the Lord? Like opening every closet door and allowing the blood of Jesus, God's Holy Son, to, to cleanse us, to wash us clean by the application of His blood over our life? Or, or maybe consider this thought. What does it look like for, for you to live a life that is holy and set apart? I've preached a message in the past that I titled, What's Your Definition of Holiness? I've tapped that several times over the last few years, um, even recently in a message I just did, where I ask you to consider some homework of answering the question, what is your definition of holiness? Because I believe that, that when I ask that question of, say, an audience, a, a congregation, a Sunday morning crowd, I would get a variation of answers back because each one of us have our own definition of what true holiness is. But let me, let me interject this. There's only one right answer, and there's only one right way to find ourselves with holiness, and it's God's way. If we're not holy according to what God says is holy, if we don't live our life in accordance with God's word, we're not walking in His holiness. We're walking in something created by us. And, and the enemy can use that to deceive us, to keep us in the dark, so that we're really not who we say we are. So tonight, what I would ask you to do, as you consider as I close this message out, consider with me this, that you search your heart. And, and even better yet, ask the Lord to help you to search your heart. Shine a light into even the darkest recesses of your heart. And, and if there's anything there, that's stopping you from being this vessel of holiness that God can use in these last days, that you surrender that to him today? What value is it? If it, if it what, if, what if it were to stop you from an eternal security? What if it would hold you back? Maybe it is, if you got sin in your life, it is holding you back. It's got a grip on you that needs to be released, needs to be broken. That chain needs to come off of you so that you can be who God has called you to be for such a time as this. God can't even look upon sin. You, you understand that. That's, that's a scriptural reference. God can't even look upon sin. There comes a time when we're going to have to deal with the sin in our life. Even the petty, the petty stuff we keep hidden away, the things that maybe we just cling to because we're, you know, it's a security for us. It's our go-to, right? Life goes bad, we can go back to this. You need to turn loose of that because there's nothing behind you that's important. It's only your future with the Christ. It's only your future that God has set for you, prepared for you along life's path. Today, I would ask you to just simply, in your own way, in your own time, you talk with the Lord. Release those things to him that need to be released. Surrender to him. Cry out to God as a sinner. God, I, I'm impure. I've got impurity in me. And, and I know that that's not what you're asking of me. So God, today I ask you to forgive these hidden sins, these secret sins, these things I cling to. God, help me bring strength into my heart to avoid those sins in the future, that the enemy can't use those to trip me up as easily in the next round. And God, that you wash me clean in the blood of your son, Jesus Christ, that I too become set apart for service unto you. I don't want to miss the mark anymore, Father. I want to be on target with what you have for me to do. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for praying with us. Thank you for walking with us on this journey. 
uh, I, I'm excited to see what God has got going on right here and right now. There are an outpouring. There's pockets of outpourings all over the world right now. I believe his spirit is moving strongly, and I believe that we all need to be prepared. You need to, you need to find your place in your holiness, and you're being set apart and allow God to use you as you are right now. Freedom from sin. Ask him to forgive you. Ask him to pour into you. God, ask, we ask you for more. Give us more, Lord. I want to go deeper. I know there's more. I want to go deeper. I'm not satisfied with where I'm at in my relationship with you, Father. I want more. Begin to ask that of God and watch what he does in your life. I guarantee it'll change you forever. Amen. Rhonda and I love you. Thank you so much for your support. If you'd like to support us financially, especially during this time that I'm going to be off of work, not being able to do anything for a few months, uh, boy, we would greatly appreciate any financial support you want to give. All of our giving links are on our website, www.livingloudoutdoors.com. Uh, pinned right at the top of our Facebook page and a little story there about us. The Zephy link, man, that's an awesome link. It, it's it's fee-free for the ministry, so 100% of your gift comes to us. We don't pay fees out to anybody. Zephy is a, a, a nonprofit-supported organization themselves. If you want to donate to Zephy, that's fine, but you don't have to. Uh, in their link process, you can click on there and just select other. It'll zero out the, the automatic balance they put on there. And just give what you want to give, and it'll come directly to us, fee-free, for all that's used here. Uh, again, we appreciate so much the support that we feel, the love that we feel from those around us. May God bless you guys. Uh, keep praying, praying for my recovery, praying for Rhonda's strength <laughs> as she puts up with me because I'm not a good patient, uh, and, and that we get through this strongly and, and are, are, are roaring to go wherever God wants us to go in the future. Amen. We love you. God bless you. We'll talk to you again real soon.